unscripted. Each episode is available to view on YouTube, so be sure to check us out. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. So my advice to everybody who has family members who leave, do not stop being like Christ. In fact, be more like him. And do not impose and, and make people feel like you're sad, you're depressed, you're concerned. Just let them roll and let them know that they have a place to look towards and then be able to say, you know, my folks always love me. Regardless of my choices, I never felt judged. I never felt they were disappointed or they had to, you know, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? How come you're not coming back to church? The Lord will take care of it. You take care of you. They'll take care of them. And the Lord will take care of the rest. everyone welcome back to saints unscripted we are here with frank today frank is coming to us from uh, saint george utah is that right yes so jumping into this frank um tell us a little bit about yourself and uh kind of what your life situation is where you're coming from and we got in contact through an email that you sent to us um maybe you can tell us a little bit about your email, and a little bit about uh, what you wanted to talk about today, because I think it's a really important subject. Um, and then we can just dive in. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Hi, my name is Frank Tusiasena. I am um, of Samoan descent, uh, a life member of the church. My parents were converts. Uh, they joined the church in American Samoa. Um, I was born in Hawaii and raised in Southern California in the South Bay area of Los Angeles. And um, my wife and I have six kids, um, ranging from 33, I think, 34, down to uh, 19. Four boys and two girls. Uh, we raised them in the church. Um, three of my older children have uh, elected to leave the church, and the three younger ones are, are still part of the church and working their way like all of us uh, through their faith. And so I believe what prompted me to reach out to Saints and Scripted in my email was the uh, discussion about what it's like to be a parent of kids who have made that decision uh, to, to leave the faith and how that plays out in our lives with my wife and I. And I have a large family, 11 brothers and sisters. And um, we were all raised in the church, but not all of my siblings and our, you know, extended family have chosen to, to be part of the faith. But man, we sure love each other. We gather often and we have our differences. But the faith that our parents and grandparents instilled in us never leaves, regardless of what path you take. And I, I think that's what's most important is that uh, the overall uh, faith that was given to us was based in principles of family and loving each other regardless. When I was raised, I had a brother out of the 11 of us that chose differently. And, uh, but I can't tell you what it was like to see my parents love him and be close to him regardless. And so I think that's the challenge is when people – have family that leave the church, you know, how do you treat that? How do you behave? And unfortunately, 
everyone's making it sound like only one thing is happening. And that is when people leave, you know, it all falls apart. <laughs> and I don't believe that it needs to and it shouldn't. And I have friends who have the same thing. And it's really tough on the moms, for sure. It's tough on my wife. I love her to death. And it's hard. She tells me all the time, well, you would feel different if they came out of your stomach. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but, you know, again, uh, my kids and I, the ones who have left uh, the faith, they have certain feelings, uh, but they're respectful. We're respectful. And when we get together, we just figure out how to love, figure out how to make it work and how I get to do me and they get to do them. And we find that common place where people have differences but still are able to be uh, to live their truth. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that's really, uh, man, I, I'm trying to find a better word for important. Um, but I think it's really important um, because I, it, what I'm seeing from that is that despite differences of opinion and belief, um, it sounds like you're kind of giving each other the benefit of the doubt anyways that even though maybe some of your kids have left the church and even though some are still part of the church, everyone is kind of um, assuming that each person is doing what's what they believe is best for them. Yes, yes. And, and David, let, let me just share a recent story that really put this all together for me. And, sure. and you know, it went live in social media and I don't have a, a huge following or anything, but... Um, Back in November, when President Nelson introduced the Give Thanks campaign, hashtag Give Thanks, all of us members of the church jumped on board and started posting for each day up to Thanksgiving. And so, obviously, I jumped on board wanting to uh, follow the prophet, and, and I love him to death. And uh, so I started the first day with uh, giving thanks for Christ, the second day my parents and my family and like the third day, same lane. I believe it was the fourth day. I was getting ready to post my give thanks. And I got on Facebook and my oldest son, who is just amazing, just a, a vibrant character for sure. And he posted, um, today I want to give thanks. And I think he was being funny because, you know, he has lots of friends who are still members. Today I give thanks for leaving the Mormon religion and not making the biggest mistake of my life. Oh man! And and uh, and then some of us family friends were chiming in and you know giving him uh, grief for that. But what I did was I posted his exact post on my uh, timeline, and I basically said, "Today I give thanks for agency." And and I posted his and, and the fact that my kids and myself, we get to practice what we believe is our truth. And I posted pictures of my kids, and how proud I am was of them for what they're doing in their lives and their successes. And at the end, that I get to practice my faith and follow the Savior, and they get to practice their truth and make their choices. And from it, you know, there were some really cool posts from friends of ours that know the kids and obviously friends who struggle with, you know, their kids and the choices they make. And I think my message is, is that, you know, 
if we really believe in agency and our ability to choose, we have to be okay with that on both sides. Mm-hmm. And if that determines how much we love and how much we follow Christ, then that's where the problem is, is that that can't be the determining factor because right. then agency is meaningless. <laughs> right. Because then it has to be your agency that they need to choose. <laughs> sure. When, when Christ said, love everyone, he didn't say, exactly. they choose a different path than you. Correct. Correct. And so that, that's, again, what prompted me to reach out. And, and now, you know, there's, there's an industry out there that is raging. And what I don't want to do is have uh, those who are still faithful get caught up in that. Just do positive. Just do faith. Focus in. I know everybody has faith crisis. And again, David, let me acknowledge that I get everybody's pain and suffering. But at the end of the day, I think in the four walls of our home is where we're trying to do our thing. And uh, at the end of the day, you know, the, you've heard of the new show, uh, Chosen, right? Yeah. Yeah. We've uh, interviewed the director. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's, that's my thing right there. <laughs> So love that show, but again, really simple, follow me. And I think that's our our number one thing is after the rage, after the disappointment and the hurt, there's only one place to heal and one person who can do it. And we need to just focus in on following him in our own difficult way. And I'm super flawed and, and I'm just worried about, you know, where I am and my steps behind him. Yeah. (laughs) You know, I think that as Latter-day Saints, um, you know, with our belief in eternal families and whatnot, um, Latter-day Saints tend to be very um, devoted to their religion and their beliefs. Like, it's, it's not just, you know, a side project, and I'm not saying it is for people of other faiths, but it's you know, almost all consuming, right? It, it's, it's not, it's a lifestyle. Our religion is our lifestyle. And so when people um, maybe don't see their expectations being met by this religion and they end up leaving the faith, that can be painful for them. Um, but within the context of Christianity and understanding the doctrines of our faith, um, and our doctrines on on heaven and the nature of heaven and, you know, the three degrees of glory or the three kingdoms of heaven um, and our understanding of hell, for example. I'm, I quite firmly believe that as Latter-day Saints, we should be, you know, we have grounds to be more chill than almost any other Christian denomination that I'm aware of when people leave our faith. Yes. You know? Because we don't believe that they're, they're, you know, going to suffer in hell for eternity, for instance. Right. We do not believe their destiny is eternal, torturous pain. We believe that they can still be happy, that they can be ministered to by, you know, the Holy Ghost or Jesus Christ after this life in, in other kingdoms of heaven. And that is something so beautiful to me and something that I think that... Um, families can take comfort in when, um, you know, loved ones leave the faith. That's a speculation on my part. I am a new father. Uh, we have a, a baby of almost six months now. Um, and of course you want to raise them in the faith and, and, 
Um, you worry about those kinds of things. Um, but I don't know, is that, would you agree with that as, you know, a, a father of several children, some of which who have left the faith? Am I on the right track here? Yeah, yeah, I, I think you are. I mean, let, let me put it this way, and, and this is a real current subject. You know, the thing about uh, people talking about racism, about uh, LBGTQ. So um, I called a friend of mine in, in anticipation of this interview who is a prominent African-American in our church. And, you know, he, he and his family are very well known. And I just called him up and said, you know, we're good friends. I said, hey, tell me um, your experience. And he just mentioned that, you know, back in the day where his mom came from, back in the Midwest, everybody was struggling with that issue. And I just said, so why did you stay and why are you still here? And that's a big question. Not why are you leaving the faith? Why are you staying in the faith? Mm. And I asked him that and he said, Right, man, out of all the places and all the faiths that I could be part of, none has changed my life and has brought me greater joy than this one. And that's why I stay. So in, in line with what you're saying, we have the basis and the entire plan that should put us in that lane and keep us there and spend our time there. And when you listen to everything the brethren tell us and everything we learn, the focal point is that same thing, how to enrich our lives and to follow Christ, right? It's not much of the other stuff. We leave that to all that. But we're, I think they're trying to get us to internalize everything that we know about our church and then have it show up in our lives, right? Yeah. That, that's, to me, <clears throat> the thing that we suffer the most from as Latter-day Saints is that people are seeing something else show up in our culture <laughs> than what it's supposed to. And they seize on that one little thing, and then it becomes all of us. Mm. But in in you know, in, in I, my experience, we're out ministering, we're out changing lives, and trying to get people to you know come into Christ, and and that should be uh, our experience and our testament of our faith is in how it's lived, definitely. not what we say, but how we live. Definitely, and I think that uh, there's also some. Uh, I mean, you mentioned that sometimes people mm, that leave our faith kind of make overgeneralizations about about our faith, and they kind of exactly. lump everyone together as behaving one way or believing one way or fitting a certain specific type of mold, right? And I think right. that you're you're totally right that that uh, obviously that's that's not necessarily true, and I think that we need to be careful not to do that same thing for those who leave our faith. Uh, because the vast majority of people who do leave our faith are chill. You know, they're kind yeah. of people that, that don't, you know, rage back against the machine <laughs> or, or however you want yeah. to put it. Um, sure. it. It tends to be the more critical, more vocal minority, I think, um, that tends to be the face of those who leave the church. Um, but that, that may not be the reality of the situation. But I have noticed, um, you know, just as a general principle and observation, it is a lot easier, in my opinion, to foster doubt than foster faith. Yes. And the principle behind that is just the simple idea that it's a lot easier to make a mess than to clean one up, you know? 
Yep. Um, I like that. I like that. And and it can be hard sometimes to respond with love and uh, and compassion to people who, you know, are trying to make a mess of our face. Right. Um, but that's exactly what Christ is asking us to do, I think. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter what they're doing to you. Even if they don't hold themselves to a certain standard, you are held to a certain standard. And even if they don't um, behave a certain way, you're going to be judged on, on how you behave. And according to this standard that you've agreed to live by as, you know, a member of the, the gospel covenant. Um, and we just need to be careful not to leave that at the door. If that makes sense. Yeah, and, and you know, Dave, one of the things that the situation we have today is that people are seizing upon and trying to create the narrative that they want to put on us as members of the church. And it's always this word Mormon culture, right? Mm-hmm. And so that you're not going to change. That's going to keep going. But what can change and what should be the basis of it is how we live in our families and in our communities and our workplaces. Because what's going to happen is, you're not going to stop the wave that is, you know, there and continues to grow about what people feel about our faith and what they are saying, right? Mm-hmm. But what you can do is in real time, inside people's lives, have experience where they go, gosh, that just doesn't match up. Mm-hmm. Because the experience I'm having with these folks, I don't know what Mormon culture is, but my boy over there, when I hang out with him and his family, I feel this. I feel love and it's completely different from what I'm hearing. And if we focus on having those experiences with our neighbors, with our friends, with our work people, no matter what people who leave the church are saying, the experience in real time with people has to be different. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So if they say you don't like this, the church is saying this, and they say, well, the guy that I know and the people that I spend time with, my neighbors and my work people, it's different. They had a really high-profile African-American lady in the music entertainment business just joined the church, and it was because one of her uh, people at work gave her a Book of Mormon, you know, and they just put it on the Internet. And she's going through the same thing. Man, you joined the church? <laughs> that church? And all she said was, you know what? When I had my experience, this is what I felt. So I'm not hearing what that is. Uh, that's foreign to me. Well, if you get into it, you're going to know this is real for me. Hmm. So I think what's important is to focus on, on what's real and what's going on in your lives. We have real faith crisis in our homes, in our, in our communities. And, you know, we're just trying to get people to follow Christ. So for Latter-day Saints, my thing is, I have to do a better job of being an example to my wife and my kids and my friends and my leaders so that I'm not off track, so that my own life reflects that, so that when people hear all the noise about the church, they have something to balance it out, and it's not a counter-screaming voice or comedy about it or anything like that. It's just that's how they live. (laughs) Yeah. When I'm with those people, I don't see Mormon culture. I just feel love. Yeah, and I think that, I mean, of course, just, uh, you know, because people are, are good and nice people doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that the Book of Mormon is therefore true or the church is true. Um, but at the very least, I think it should inform, you know, people on their opinion of the church 
in general that that you know it teaches good things or it, or it's not you know evil it's not created by satan and and i think you'd be surprised at how many people believe that you know satan was basically the founder of our church as you mentioned there's there's a lot of noise and there's nothing wrong with uh, academia learning about the church learning about history and whatnot but the book of mormon itself and uh leaders of our faith have been teaching for almost two centuries now that um that at the end of the day this is between you and god and this is about your relationship with god you can listen to others you can you can take into account their counsel but at the end of the day this is a matter of faith as any faith is and it's going to be a choice whether you're going to adhere to that faith or not. Um, and so I think that sometimes we forget to include God in that, in that circle of influence. Um, but it's, it's kind of an important thing to do. Yeah. And, and I appreciate you saying that because that's exactly right. At the end of the day, it's matter of personal faith between you and the Lord and the things that you feel you're being taught. And you know, I know there's a lot of um, scholarship happening and discussion back and forth about the veracity of the church, the history, racism, all that stuff. And people always ask me, even my kids, well, you know, you don't know for yourself. And my lame answer is that, well, as long as there's a David Snell and there's a, uh, what's, what's the cat's name, um, Terrell Givens, <laughs> and a lot of scholars in our church who, that's their expertise. And I'm okay that I have those guys to um, school me on on what's really going on in those heavy questions, right? Mm -hmm. But with all that scholarship happening back and forth about the real, you know, challenges and questions, it's it's not ever created an issue with my personal faith. Mm -hmm. Because once I've established that, you know, Joseph saw what he saw, and that the Book of Mormon is true, and that uh, we have living prophets, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And all the other stuff, yeah, that's going to get sorted out, and I'm good that I have really smart and, and uh, well-versed and informed people that can deal with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not about to go out and say I need to be that so I can keep my faith. My faith is good between me and God and those those principles that have guided me and, and I haven't been very good at, you know, living them all the time, but that that's faith, right? That's faith. <laughs> so I'm glad for you guys who can, you know, do it. And I don't believe that we need to shy away from standing up for what's right and what we believe. I just don't believe in the confrontation. Hmm. And I think the confrontation, like we're all taught, you know, contention's not good, man. Not in your home, not in your work, between you and your wife and anybody else. And we're riddled with it. And this big stage on social media that's happening now with people leaving the church, again, I just want to say I feel for everybody who's going through that. But it doesn't mean we're not going through our own crisis. And we just need to let each other deal with our crisis with our personal faith and not try to beat up on each other. Yeah. Because yeah, there's a, there's enough stuff happening. Yeah. Oh man, the online world, social media, it's Oh a, my gosh. <laughs> it's a mess. And the, I mean the the 
I'm going to rant here for a second. It's okay. <laughs> the, the issue is exactly what, what you said. It's, it's contention. The problem is, is that uh, people love contention. They love watching it. They love those, you know, little sound bites or headlines that, you know, stir within you controversy or contention. Um, and that's what people are consuming. That's the content that people consume. For instance, I mean, we try not to be contentious on Saints Unscripted, right? I, I, yes. in, in my videos, I try and make that uh, a, a big part of how I present things is, is to not be contentious because the Book of Mormon teaches that contention is of the devil, right? right. It's of Satan. Um, the Holy Ghost isn't going to be able to teach you something if you're fighting with somebody, right? Right, um, right, right. But that's probably one of the reasons that we don't get a ton of views, <laughs> in our videos, right? Like that's we're not the most gotta add some heat to it. <laughs> yeah, we're not we're not the most popular channel in the world. And and maybe we maybe we're just a crap channel. You know, I'm not gonna try and maybe we're just a bad channel. I don't know. But but part of me believes that it's because, you know, our channel isn't full of response videos to controversial, you know, videos from other people. We're not trying to bash on people we're missing that spark of contention largely maybe not always we probably are it's unscripted generally well my segment isn't uh, unscripted but the main show like this is unscripted and we probably get a little contentious sometimes but overall we're not a contentious channel and you know what i'm trying to say people look yeah you know contention is popular yeah, here's the thing, and I, you know, I don't want to be online, but we all know what sells, right? Right. Uh, and you know, whether it's controversy, sex appeal, uh, you know, TikTok dancing, all that other stuff. I mean, these cats now are rolling out, you know, some big influencer that's a TikTok person, and you know, that's just not us. And so, what I'm hoping to do, and what I when I first reached out to you guys, and now I've seen there's some other people that are, you know doing something else is the campaign back in the day, meet the Mormons. Uh-huh. Right. What really got a lot of traction is when the killers came on. When the when what the, came on? When the guy from the killers came on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Flowers. Brandon Flowers. So all of a sudden, and then also people who were just regular people, right. They weren't of any stature and, but they were real and their homes were real and their lives were real. How they, how they not only came to the church. And so I know it's not as popular, but as the channels start to fill with, you know, conversations like this, because when I see all those other videos, there's not a lot of diversity. <laughs> there's a lot of people who say, you know, uh, I got a faith crisis, but I say, what kind of crisis you got? That's a nice looking home. That's a, that's a nice car. <laughs> And, and I'm looking back and I tell my friends all the time, you want to hear faith crisis? How about a sister who in one year loses her husband, her son, and her son-in-law within 18 months to cancer? Gone. And so when I hear about faith crisis and your feelings are hurt about the position that the church is taking, for me, I know in homes across the, across the world of Latter-day Saints, whether they're in Africa or whether they're in Samoa or anywhere else, they're dealing with some real crisis. And they're dealing with how do I hold on to this faith 
And I believe that it's that faith that gets them through, not the contention, not the loud screaming, not the disagreement. And so I'm hoping that as you guys continue forward, that you may not get loud and boisterous and, and you know, challenge. We do need to stand up. But the best way we stand up is how we follow Christ and see that in a variety of homes and people and from different walks of life. And that's what's magical. That's what's meaningful. And that's what uh, changes people because their hearts are changed because of the gospel. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting, um, at least for our channel, something I've noticed is that we try not to be contentious and angry. Um, and because of that, we lose a certain audience, right? That's looking for that. That's okay. And that's okay. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, we're trying to find those people that are looking for positivity, that are looking for light, that are looking Dang. for a relationship with Jesus Christ. There you go. Yep. And um, we've been very blessed to to have been able to find some of those people that, uh, you know, the attitude of, of our show or our message uh, really resonates with them. And there's nothing more rewarding than that. Yeah. Um, but maybe as, as we wrap this up a little bit, we started talking about, um, we started this episode talking about um, being a parent to children who have gone a different way. Correct. Right. Um, what advice would you have for other parents who maybe are a little, a little uh, younger than you, or, or, or maybe this is a new experience for them. They have a child that's a little, you know, thinking about going a different way. Uh, or maybe just what advice would you have for someone, a member of the church in general, whose uh, brother or sister or, or mother or father or friend uh, has gone a different way? What would be the best way for them to deal with that and to treat that person? The minute you discover that your kids, you know, I, I'm in it right now, even, you know, as we speak, the minute your kids uh, come of age and they start to make choices, right? The worst thing that you can do is change yourself the minute you find out it happens, right? Mm -hmm. Because that creates the problem is that, oh, why are you acting different? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, the concern, oh, have you done this? Have you done that? And you got to get to the point, the minute agency is practiced by your kids, you have to stay in the same mode. If not, even more, be conscientious of your mode, mm. right? Because what happens is you can't be putting up more pictures of Christ in your house it can make it feel like you got to get more religious because you got to save someone. You've got to keep doing what you're doing and do it better, meaning love more, be aware, and be respectful. So when my kids come and I know they don't want to pray, I just straight up say, hey, we're about to pray. If you guys don't want to pray, no worries. Let us have the prayer. You guys can come in or whatever. Or they'll just stay with it, right? If I'm going to have a talk about religion, they're going to know what's up. And there's with respect. But there should be no, hey, uh, did you go to church today? And every conversation you have should not include religion at all. It should be focused on, hey, how's work? How's your friends? What did you guys do last night? 
And as much as you don't want to hear about, oh, we went out and partied or whatever, well, good on you. I'm glad you guys had fun. Just be safe, right? So if you do Christianity and you do Christ even more when your kids leave, that's the most important thing. Because what is important is what they feel about their parents. If you change it up, then you're changing up the religion that they just left. Yeah. And that's the problem. Wow. So, you know, you're not, you're not so this and that. And, you know, and I'll, I'll just, just one last example. I have a niece who I love to death out of Los Angeles and she's married. She's uh, her and her wife came out to uh, our home for a reunion. And everybody was asking me from church, uh, Hey, where are these guys going to stay? They're going to get a hotel. I go, no, they're married. They're going to stay downstairs in my basement. And and then my other family members came out and they liked to drink a little bit. I said, Hey man, put your cooler over there in the gazebo and, you know, just make sure you guys over there and partake and then come, you know, join the party. Okay. Anyways, that's how we do our thing. And that's how we roll with, uh, with our family. Great time. Great reunion. At the end of everything, everybody's leaving. My niece and her wife pull me into uh, the den, and we have a moment. And the moment was, Uncle Frank, thank you so much for making us feel loved in your home. And this weekend, we had a blast, right? So my advice to everybody who has family members who leave, do not stop being like Christ. In fact, be more like him. And do not impose and, and make people feel like you're sad, you're depressed, you're concerned. Just let them roll and let them know that they have a place to look towards and then be able to say, you know, my folks always loved me. Regardless of my choices, I never felt judged. I never felt they were disappointed or they had to, you know, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? How come you're not coming back to church? The Lord will take care of it. You take care of you. They'll take care of them. And the Lord will take care of the rest. <laughs> I love that so much. And, and I think that um, an important part of that is the motive behind it. And, and the motive of that love and that humane treatment that you're outlining um, should not just be to bring them back to the church. Yeah, it should. It should be to love them. Exactly. Because now you're trying to take the role of Christ. That's not your role. Your role is to be an example of him, period. And if you're not, now you messed up the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. And that's the problem. You're driven for away. So, David, let me just in closing, let me, let me read this to you that I saw on Facebook. Sure. And this will explain what I just said. And I don't know who posted it or where it came from, but, man, I just love it. I sent it to my family. If you're having sex before marriage, go to church anyway. If you were a drug addict trying to beat addiction, go to church anyway. If you were out drunk all night the night before, go to church anyway. If you aren't sure what gender you prefer, go to church anyway. If you can't quit that disgusting habit, go to church anyway. Church is a hospital for the broken, lost, empty, confused, desperate, and rejected. Every sinner has a future, and every saint has a past. How do we break the chains of addiction and bondage? By prayer. Prayer for you and prayer with you. There isn't a single person in the four walls of a church that doesn't have something they hate or regret about their past. We've all made mistakes, 
and will continue to. But his grace, even Jesus Christ, is enough. There's things that I've never want to admit out loud about myself, but God knows. And he loves me nonetheless. So whatever you've done, whatever you're doing, whatever you will do, go to church anyway. It might just change your life. And that's why I stay in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Love it. Thank you so much for that, Frank. Frank, if people um, have questions for you, if they want to contact you and talk more about this subject, uh, is there a way they can do that? Yeah, they can just email me. All right. The, we can just put your email in the YouTube yeah. description of this video? Yep. Brotishly okay. at yahoo.com. We will do that then. Frank, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been an awesome conversation. Um, the world needs a little more love and a little more meekness and a little less patronization, a little less contention, and a little more Jesus, I'd say. Absolutely. Uh, thank you for sharing that, that message with us. Uh, guys, if you have not yet subscribed to our channel, feel free to do that. Hit the notification bell as well so you know when new videos come out. Or don't, you know, it's cool. Whatever you want to do. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Thanks, David. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch our videos, check us out on YouTube or shoot us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter.